Welcome, welcome, welcome to Embracing the Gray with Vic and Kels, where we're here to challenge the all or nothing thinking when it comes to all things food, body, and mindset. And today I am super excited to be talking about what happens when you have that desire, that almost craving, that almost need to go back on a diet. A lot of times when we start this more intuitive or intentionally eating, um, when we're really trying to focus in on our hunger and fullness cues, when we're trying to give ourselves unconditional permission with food and heal our relationship with food, it can feel exciting at first and all the things. And then we inevitably feel like we have those moments where maybe we feel like we're gaining weight or we're having a bad body image day. And we just naturally want to go back to what we know which is dieting. So what happens when we have those desires and how can we stay on track? So in a sense, um, with our healing journey and Miss Vic, what, uh, what are some thoughts you have on this lovely topic? Well, if you're having this thought or inclination or desire, know that it's normal. Yes. Um, I think the first thing we can kind of start out with is if that is something that you're feeling or, or having a desire for, I think the first question going into it is like taking kind of a mental inventory of what's going on in your life. Um, think about the times maybe also that you've gone on diets, like was everything sunshine and rainbows? Was everything like, where were you in those times? And that's something that in the program, you know, um, in the rediscover you program, like dieting history, talking about diets you've done and things that, whether it's like no food foods that you would restrict or whatever, but when have you gone on a diet and was it some form of like a semblance of control that you were trying to have over your life? Um, and then taking it into the present moment, like, what are you doing right now? What's going on? Are you traveling a lot? Um, I know that one's like a crazy one for me right now. I don't have a desire to go on a diet because I, you know, in at the point I am in my journey and like recovery and whatnot, that's, I know that that's not going to work for me, but travel can affect things. Um, how are your relationships? How are your finances? Um, the weather, how are, how is the weather? Are you going to the gym? Have you gone outside? Have you seen sunlight? Are you eating regular meals? What other questions? Are you journaling? Do you have a support system? Isn't it crazy? Like it's it's all these little things. Like we instantly want to put it to food. That like blame it on food. Blame it on food. Like and I <laughs> this and inanimate I'm, object that has no like you know. <laughs> it's so true, but like this is like and it's I I really love that that was the first thing that you said is are you feeling like out of control? And this feels like the one thing you can control and recognize that dieting, just like emotional eating is a form of coping. Like it is a form of you trying to feel in control of things outside of you. And so again, give yourself some grace, recognize that this is also your brain just trying to keep you safe. And this is what it knows. It knows diet, you know, bin or diet restrict and binge. It knows diet overeat. It knows this cycle, the self-sabotaging cycle. It doesn't know regulation. It doesn't know a healthy relationship with food. That feels unfamiliar. It feels, and because it's unfamiliar, it will feel unsafe. Your brain is not meant to help you thrive. It's there to keep you safe. But just because that's what your brain is telling you, like just because you think it, 
doesn't make it true. <laughs> um, so I, because you have the desire to go on a diet, you are the person that gets to decide whether you are going to go towards the path of recovery and nourishing your body and caring for it or going on the diet. So just because you have that thought doesn't mean that you have to claim it. You can put it on a little leaf and shove it down the stream. It can just go away. Like you can just goodbye or you know, like it, or you could put it in a cloud up in the sky and let it go away. Yes. I just love shove it down the stream. <laughs> I mean, at one point, maybe a few years ago, if somebody told me like, you probably shouldn't go on a diet, I would have been like, shove it, just shove it. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> no, I remember, like, I still remember sometimes like our first conversation, like you were on Octavia, you knew better. Yes, you I knew did. better. And like, and yet you were still on this extremely restrictive, very unsustainable uh, diet. And yes. the question I asked you at the time that I think was one of those things that just kind of like clicked in. I was like, is this something you can do for the rest of your life? Yeah. And if it's not, then what's the point? That was, I think that was like a very big turning point question for me. Cause I was like, no, I'm not eating food out of a bag for the rest of my life. I knew that in my heart, I was so at that time, like so miserable. And so I was so miserable in my body. And so just like, I want the quick fix, but I knew in the back of my head, like, and it was crazy because I had, you know, say lost 10 pounds or whatever. And like the Octavia coaches or whatever would be like, oh my gosh, like, you know, it's an MLM. So it's like, oh my gosh, like you, you can be a coach, you can do this. And I was so resistant to it because I knew I didn't want to lead somebody down that path. Like I was like, um, you know, I'll listen on the call, but I'm not going to like sign up for anything because I knew, I knew that I knew that I knew it wasn't the right thing that I should be doing. And I wasn't about to lead other people down that path. Like, oh my gosh, no way, no way to I say. I never told you this. I don't think I've ever told you this. So way back when I was first starting this business and I hadn't really, I, I hadn't gone through my own healing journey yet. I was still living in Colorado. I was just trying to, I was an orange theory coach and trying to become a personal trainer online. Like that's it. Um, and so I was searching for any way to make money online. And I was approached by one of my mom's like friends or coworkers or somebody who's an Octavia coach. And I had never heard of Octavia before. I had no idea. And he was talking about like, I literally got on like, I think an hour, hour and a half phone call with him. And he was trying to get me to buy into this program to help others as a coach. And he's like, I remember so clearly, he's just like, people just need the quick win. They need to see the results and then they can like, then they'll, they'll, you know, stick with it. I'm, and I'm just like everything in me, like I was just sitting there. I thought about it for a couple of days, but I'm like, even though I didn't know anything about intuitive eating yet, even though I was massively struggling with my own like struggles with food, everything in me knew that this, like, this is wrong. Like yeah. having that quick, like having that quick win, that's not going to encourage people to then all of a sudden have healthy habits. No, <laughs> like there is bleeding. It's like, and, and uh, frankly, like you really aren't supposed to exercise when you're on like the five in one plan because you're so depleted that you don't have, you don't have any reserve to actually develop habits like 
moving your body or going to the, like I didn't, I couldn't, I literally could not. I think I rode the Peloton maybe a few times, but I couldn't because I, there, it was such a restrictive. Yeah. It's legit. The most expensive way I know of right now to starve yourself. It's so ridiculous. And like, I, I remember it. And now I know all the science that the quick weight loss is actually horrible for your metabolism. It is horrible for you to like maintain lean muscle mass, which is going to help with your, it's the most metabolically active tissue in your body, right? It's the way to maintain your metabolism. It's all of the things like it is actually the like quick weight loss, that quick fix, that quick win is the worst thing you could do for long-term results and is actually the best way you can guarantee long-term weight gain. Like that's, it's, it's incredible to me. So those are the things guys, like if you find yourself like, I just, and this is what one of my clients said in, in the coaching call. And I so appreciate her being so incredibly vulnerable and sharing with us what she's feeling in the moment. Cause then we're actually able to like, Hey, me too. I get it. Like you're not alone in this. And thank you for sharing this. Um, but she was just having one of those more anxious, panicky moments where I'm just like, like, I feel like I'm gaining weight by the minute. Like mm-hmm. again, just because you think it doesn't make it true. Um, it's interesting how we'll, we'll feel that way, but she's like, I just want, I want to feel a little taste of success. And that's the problem when the only way you're measuring success is on the scale. Yep. Like, so I think obviously take, so say this, this individual, like wanting to lose weight, right? So whether that's something you're struggling with, or you've had those thoughts and you want to learn how to manage it and like see yourself through it taking that inventory and sometimes it helps to get it out of your head of like, you know, and I guess, honestly, you could go back to our episode on like the life audit, like kind of taking inventory of what's going on in your life, having a baseline of what are the things that are affecting you. Um, You had mentioned that um, she had like a highly emotional week, like probably shouldn't make big decisions (laughs) when you're feeling highly emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know that you're, you're probably going to be influenced or you're going to make different decisions. Like think about emotions and food. Like if you're having a great day, you're like, oh, like let's, you know, sometimes it's like, let's have a bite of cake. If you're having a bad day, it's like, let's have the whole cake. Like <laughs> it, it just, it depends. And so emotions necessarily aren't like the most reliable sometimes. Um, oh, yeah. and I think the other thing is to like, ask yourself, like, like what have, okay, what have diets done for you in the past and how is it still like positively influencing you in the present? Mm-hmm. And I would say probably like maybe the diets have given you a quick fix and you maybe lost five, 10 pounds. Have those stayed off? Mm-hmm. Like, have you been able to sustain that without restricting? Um, because one of the things that Kelsey had asked me at the beginning of all of this was like, how have they served you? Like how, how have they actually helped you? Have you wouldn't be talking to me right now if on a coaching call, if they really did help, like none of the people in the program would be in the program if diets were the quick fix. Yep. No, exactly. Like that's, it's so frustrating for me because I get it. I understand. And we're bombarded with messaging all of the time that a smaller body is better, that we need to be on a diet, that we can't trust our bodies. 
Like, honestly, like that is the messaging that a lot of times we have. So it's like you yep. said, can you ask the question, what else is going on? You cannot, I, I firmly believe this, that you cannot trust your emotions. Like your emotions are a neurotransmitter. It is, you know, based and triggered off of your thoughts. So recognize your thoughts and you have the ability to change your thoughts. So, and the other thing I'd, I'd really encourage people to think about is like, what is your current meal like what are your meals like right now? You and I both know this that like binge eating guys it's it's chaotic, right? It's when you're not connected to yourself and when you don't have any routine. Our bodies crave routine. And when we are chaotic with our eating, like we're oh I'm too busy with work, oh I don't have time, oh it's just a second thought, whatever else you are losing trust with your body. And so your body is no longer going to be able to give you those natural hunger and fullness cues. The best thing you could ever do for your health, for weight maintenance, for your sleep is to have regular meal times. Eat at the same time as often as you can every single day in the same intervals. Doing that can help you massively. And that, and something I've been talking about more and more. And that was something that we ended up talking about with her in this coaching call is that snack between lunch and dinner, mm -hmm. freaking game changer, man, especially if you struggle with food at night. So like just plan to at least have breakfast, lunch, snack, dinner, eat every three to four hours. And I promise when you do this, even if you're eating, when you're not hungry, like if you've been dieting for like ages, you're not going to know what gentle hunger feels like. Mm -hmm. like. And I guarantee you, like she was having a moment where she felt like she overate or binged at 3.30 in the afternoon. And she's like, I don't know why it happened. I had had a satisfying like salad at lunch at like 12 or 12.30. Like, why was I eating at 3.30? I'm like, because your body was hungry, dude. So just plan a nourishing meal at 3.30 and then have dinner at 6 or 6.30. Fantastic. Even if like you're starting to cook dinner and maybe it's like a more involved dinner, like a lasagna or mm -hmm. whatever, like you can make like a cucumber salad or yes. have some fruit while you're eat, like while you're cooking. And so it's an enjoyable thing. And it's like, if you put intention before the hunger gets to you of like, Hey, you know, this meal is going to take about an hour, an hour to make or whatever. Like it's, you know, has some oven time like kind of pre-planning, having some crackers and hummus or having a cheese stick and some berry, like that is totally okay. And if nobody's ever told you that, like newsflash, you can have a little snack before dinner and the world is not going to end. And who knows, you might actually prevent a binge at 8 p.m. Like those are the things that, I mean, the a, a snack between, you know, breakfast and lunch, I I, I don't necessarily, I personally I like- don't do it either. If I'm eating at nine and 12.30, like- there really isn't that much time. And I have my coffee and my walk. Like there's a lot going on. Right. 3.30, it's like, I need something to eat. Yes. And and that's okay. And it's hard when you're in the binging and restricting cycle to like think that it is okay to mm -hmm. have those things. But I'm telling you right now, and Kelsey knows this and people in the program know it. If you plan those things intentionally beforehand that like around 3.30 or 4.00, sometimes 2.30, whatever the heck it is when your body decides it's hungry, knowing that you can have that snack is 
so integral to having a successful meal experience at dinner. And who knows if you're hungry at eight, you can have some tapioca pudding. Like it's, it's like mind blowing when you allow yourself to have that freedom. Yep. But on the back end, you're preventing binges and then the restricting cycle. Like you're preventing all of these things on the back end. And it might be mentally challenging to sit down and have a snack because you're like, wait, this isn't normal. Like I shouldn't be hungry three hours later. It's like, no, you can be hungry three hours later. Yeah. Like that's okay. 100%. I like, I have this like phrase that I've been saying more and more, like eat now to prevent the binge later. Yep. Like eat now when you're conscious and can make a nourishing decision. I absolutely love what you said too. Like I forgot, cause that was a big moment for me when I was like, oh, I'm hungry as I'm making dinner. And then I'd get almost panicky. And then I'd be like mindlessly eating the ingredients while I'm cooking. And then I was full by the time I sat down to dinner. And I, and then I just felt bad that I felt full and I forced myself to eat dinner. And then I would just, it was just like, while I feel full, I'm just going to keep binging because it makes no sense, but for some reason it does in the moment. Um, and so I really encourage you guys, yes, have an intentional snack. Like don't eat the ingredients have it where you sit down and, and again, a lovely suggestions, a little cucumber salad, a little like berry and cheese or whatever else. Like those things, like think of it as an appetizer. And there was actually a study done. I don't know if I can find it and maybe put it in the show notes, but mm-hmm. a whole study done that was talking about when you have appetizers or little small meals before the actual big meal, you're far more likely to eat less at the big meal. When it comes in slowly and think about that, even just like the French and the French paradox and how they make mealtime, this whole event. And it's Mm -hmm. like when you're able to really enjoy the meal and enjoy your time and you have these small meals coming out one at a time, you are far less likely to overeat. Yeah. And again, like making it enjoyable. So one of the things that, um, I, I mean, they're, very trending on TikTok, but like Olipop or Poppy, the drinks, the probiotic. Um, yeah, I love yeah, those. So my brother told me, I mean, we had them, I think last year when you were here, but yeah, um, I get those and it's like, you can put them in a cute, pretty glass. You can pour yeah. yourself a probiotic. Like it's like a, a sparkling water, but it has like probiotic stuff in it. And there's really fun flavors and they're in really cute little cans. And so it's like, you could pour yourself a non-alcoholic beverage or whatever you want to drink and have like that little snack and then start cooking. And you're going to be able to enjoy that meal. And I mean, I remember I used to have mad guilt of like eating all the ingredients before the meal was even out. And it's like, that you don't need to go through those things. You can have that intentional snack in place or um, drink in place. Like I, I'm a drink girl. Like I like having like a bunch of different things. Like those things are okay. Um, and, and then also on the back end of it, like you're probably not going to have to eat as much during dinner. And so you might have leftovers for tomorrow. So it's, it's like a win-win situation on all fronts. Absolutely. And just kind of another little side note, like again, guys, rather notice how often we go straight to like, what can I cut out? What can Mm -hmm. I restrict? What should I not be eating? And we're just, all we're wanting to do is shift your focus to what can you be eating to optimize. And even thinking about like little things, if say alcohol is something, not that we're against alcohol, whatever else, but if you're fine that you're drinking every single night, like those are added 
calories or whatever else, could you replace that with something else you really enjoy? Like we have kombucha here in New Zealand that is just bomb. It is so good. And it's like you said, like it can be this special thing that could possibly have prebiotics, probiotics, whatever else. And, and something that you, that tastes good and you enjoy uh, along the way. But anyway, just trying to think of things that, how can you make it an enjoyable experience? How can you focus on what you can add to your diet? Like add to add protein, add water, add vegetables, all of the things. And I think you're right, really focusing on that kind of that snack in the afternoon or that little snack, intentional, beautiful moment before starting to cook so that you're not in this anxious space, kind of panicky space, overly hungry space at dinner and when you're cooking. I have another really quick example. Um, I don't remember. I think we were doing like Greek food or something. I don't Mm -hmm. remember, but I was cooking and I had an artichoke and I ended up putting the artichoke, I threw it in the air fryer and made like a little, literally it's like mayo, lemon, like aioli sauce and was able to just snack on an artichoke with like the rest of my family while I was cooking dinner. Cause it was like, it was taking longer than expected. So I was like, Hey, I know going into this, I don't want to overeat, you know, at dinner, I'm going to throw this artichoke in and like drizzled it, um, drizzled olive oil and lemon. And like, it was so good. Um, but that's like just another, I guess, practical example. It literally took like 10 minutes in the air fryer. So, um, yeah, I have lots of, we should do like a meal series. We should, (laughs) or like adding them. So something that I've been doing in the group lately is I have this Excel sheet and like, it has all the breakfast ideas, lunch, snack, dinner, dessert. And then like, it has links to all the different things. I remember having mad executive dysfunction with like what I actually need to eat when I was really, really struggling with food. So it's like having your go-tos and you can even, um, I did this and some people that I was in treatment with did this, um, having like a piece of paper with your go-to breakfast snacks or your go-to breakfast, your go-to snacks and your go-to lunch slash dinners of like sandwiches, whether it's like peanut butter and graham crack, like literally any, anything that like, you know, that you can enjoy, that's not going to trigger you to like go into binge cycles Mm -hmm. um, that you can have on your refrigerator um, is very helpful. So I think so too. I really encourage you guys. That's something you can do now. Like, just think like, what are your go-to dinners? Like just start there. That way you're not like panicky when you come to dinner time and like, what is it that's something that I can make that I enjoy that is quick and easy or, or whatever else. Or when we talk about too, like staple foods, like having your staple foods in the pantry or refrigerator as much as possible so that you're not getting into this place where you're just like panicky and I don't know what's available. And you just end up eating random crackers, which then sets you off because you're, you're not eating mindfully and you're, it just kind of perpetuate. So again, like if you guys are struggling with binge eating or overeating, please know there's like, there's always a reason like you're not broken. It's not, you don't have a lack of willpower. Like it's nothing like that. There's just something else going on. And I would say like, I would say number one, and I think you would too, the number one cause or reason that people struggle with food is they're not eating enough during the day and at regular intervals, like having an actual, they're either like grazing randomly or they're fasting or they're forgetting to eat. And then they come to the end of the day and they're just like, F it. I think that that is the number one 
And then once you get that dialed in, then we can start talking about like, okay, are there some emotionals that we're not really processing or working through? You know, are there some, you know, just habits, like what else is going on outside of that? But guys, if you are struggling with food at night, please first focus on having regular meal times rather than just being like, oh my gosh, I need to restrict. I need to diet. I need to black. Whatever. Yeah. So um, just to kind of leave you with this, if you are wanting to go on a diet, asking yourself what is going on right now, taking an inventory of all aspects of your life, not just food, don't blame it all just on the food. Mm -hmm. um, two, where have diets gotten you in the past? Pretty, I mean, present moment, it's probably brought you to this point. And then what can you do instead? So we already just talked about like making a staple foods list, making a go-to list, building in community. So um, you can focus, you can have a focus in, with the food, but what other things are you potential, what could you be doing other than going on a diet? How could you show up for yourself? Like the Octavia thing, like they want to give people those small wins. Well, you know, day one of, you know, a small win could just be going on a walk and saying, I'm going to go on a walk at 4.30, uh, right, you know, 4.30 PM. And this is the time I'm going, I'm going to put my shoes on and you're going to walk out the door. And that could be just as satisfying as seeing a pound lost on the scale. Like once you really shift your mindset, those other things and other ways you can show up for yourself that you actually can control, because you're not going to be able to control the scale when you wake up in the morning, you need to start focusing on the other, the other things. And it isn't just one thing. It's all the things put together in a little bundle called life. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I love that. And just a side note, if you're female and you're menstruating, that also oh, yeah. can play yeah. a major, major role. Like, please do not underestimate it. Like naturally just being more bloated or just feeling heavier or more emotional, like, and that's okay. It is very healthy for you to be menstruating. So just yeah. that can also be. A yeah. And if you're menstruating and traveling and you get home and look in the mirror and you're like, man, my face is puffy. Yeah. It's well, I've been traveling and I've been eating food. That's not my food. Like I had to talk myself through of like, I was just like, what is going, I feel like crap right now. And it's like, I did an inventory of like, I've not been on a normal routine. I've been switching time zones faster than the days are going. Like thinking of the whole picture, like the, the whole person approach of what's happening, not just focusing on one thing. And it will change the way that you go about your life. It'll change your emotions about things. It'll change your actions, all the things. So I love it. Oh, I love it, guys. Uh, thank you so much for sharing this with us. I, I think this will be a really important episode just for people to come back to. Don't overreact, guys. I think that's the big thing. Just remember, it's like a pendulum. The more you, you swing to the restriction side, the more likely you are to swing to that binge side. Just try and come back and find regular meals and get some semblance of routine and, and just come from a place of taking care of your body and wanting to feel good rather than panicking that you're gaining weight and, and really asking yourself, like, again, why is that such a big deal? Like, why, why is that such a fear that if I gain weight, is it this idea that I won't be lovable, that I'm a failure, that like, what meaning are you giving it as well? Be, be conscious of that. So. Thank you so much, Miss Vic. It's always so lovely to chat with you. And guys, if you are wanting some more personalized help with this, please know um, you can always book a free strategy call with me. Uh, we'll leave the link down below. Would absolutely love to help you with this. And quick announcement, just putting it out there. I will be hosting 
a free masterclass going through that whole pendulum swing. And it is called how to break free from the all or nothing mentality. So if you know that you struggle with this all or nothing mentality and you want to deep dive into this a little bit more, I will be going into the five secrets to help you break free. So be sure to join me March 30th, March 30th. Yes. All righty. We'll chat with you guys later. Have a Bye lovely guys. week and talk to you later.